What does a winged tiger have to do with fitness and small business? Today's guests will reveal that and many other entrepreneurial gems. Welcome. Okay, here's the question. You serious? How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Come on. Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Ah, yeah. My name is Tracy Brinkman. And push it out. Welcome back to your weekly dose of winged tiger and fitness learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, infinitely more importantly, are a driven entrepreneur or business owner, or hoping to be one very soon. But either way, you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Now to keep receiving this valuable information, please go on down and hit that subscribe button. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and write us a quick review. And of course, don't keep all this entrepreneurial gold to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners. Another big episode today. Today, Kelly Howard shares about the importance of having teams, continuous learning, creating a working rhythm, and working within that rhythm, and going into your business with your eye on the exit. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest who utilizes tiny time to get big results. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal marketing and business G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, fellow and fellow S uh, Dark Entrepreneurs, today our guest is Kelly Howard. Uh, she's the uh, gal behind the scenes, behind the curtain, so to speak, of Fit is freedom. For Kelly, fitness is an imperative to which she always believes, right? And and I think that's the, she believes that's the same for everyone. And I can say uh, wholeheartedly, my wife and I would definitely concur with you on that. Uh, for me, I agree, I agree also with Kelly's mantra of, if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And I think we all can probably get behind that when so many times we've, hey, I, I'm going to go do this because it's good for me. And you're like, you just don't enjoy it. And you're like, well, crap, I'm not going to keep doing this, right? So Kelly goes on with the thoughts that, you know, we can get just about anything we want with a little bit of help, some accountability, and good friends, right? I'm, I'm with you so far, Kelly. And then we, she goes on and says that um, there's always more work at the end of our to-do list. And I'm a, I'm a checkbox kind of guy, so I'm, I'm really back behind this one. Uh, it's, but the thing is, it's our job to put our health first so that, you know, we can do everything else that we want and need to do. Uh, Kelly is lucky in the fact that she feels her work is often her play. And she could, she actually wouldn't have it any other way. And I think most of us would, would love it if our work was our play. Uh, now, I know she wrote a book, uh, started a couple of businesses, and was the, catch this, CLO. And that means the chief love officer at true.com until she realized that she, and like most of us dark horses, just 
wasn't finding it enjoyable. Some of us, uh, Kayla, we actually found that we weren't employable either. More on that. Um, so back in 2005, Kelly took over the Bayou City Outdoors and turned it into the largest outdoor and social membership of its kind. Along the way, she found passions like kayaking and hiking and backpacking, and biking, just about anything that gets her outside and gets her moving. All right. Well, talk about moving. Let's just get this show moving along. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to, to hang out and, and share some of your, uh, some of your wisdom. Uh, but before that, I just want to step, like, literally step back from the mic and just let you have at it and share with us your story from your, you know, your point of view, where you came from, the road you traveled, uh, how you got to where you are today, and why you love doing what you do so much. Okay. Um, you know, let me tell you, this is a old story but it's it's a it's an interesting story for me because it made me realize very young that I wanted to work for myself and what it was was I a friend of mine said we should start a, a fruit stand I'm like a fruit stand right I'm 16 16 years old and he said yeah I'll go in in the morning and get the fruit and you sell it and I'm like sure whatever so Turns out I hire my little brother and the little kid down the street and, and we do it. I mean, we're selling food and we're making a ton of money. It's crazy. Cash only business. We've got this little place. Health department comes in, shuts us down. Like, you know, you don't have any permits. I'm like, oh, I didn't know we had to have permits. <laughs> and so next day I go in, open it back up, right? Health guy comes back again. And it was funny because I spent my whole summer doing that. And at the end of the summer, I realized that I'd been, I, you know, I had worked as a hostess and a waitress and a, you know, all those things you do when you're 15, 16 years old and retail. And I did so well financially and I had so much fun, right? Like I was meeting people and chatting with them and learning about marketing and learning about sales. I was hooked. I was hooked. After that, next thing I know, I have actually, with the exception of the true.com, or I actually didn't leave. I was fired because I'm totally unemployable. <laughs> and so, you know, I've been working for myself since then. Nice. Uh, so was it, I, I guess, let me, let me, let me back up and ask, ask the question about two.com. Were you not enjoying it and firing was kind of a relief and that entered you into the, okay, I'm going to do this thing that I do enjoy. Actually, it was, it was, well, getting fired was, it, it took me aback. It truly took me aback. I didn't expect it. Um, but the way I got there was that they bought one of my companies. And I have, I've started and sold a few companies. And they bought one of them. And part of the deal with buying the company was that I had to come along. Because what they were really trying uh, to do was they were trying to employ me. And yeah. I didn't really care. Um, so that was the deal was, okay, we'll buy your company. You have to come work for us. You've got a contract for, I think it was like a year or something. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I have to tell you, like, if you haven't worked for someone before, the idea that every two weeks there's money in your bank account, it was like magic. <laughs> it, took me, <laughs> it took me a while to get used to that one. But what I found was that the owner of the company, who was a, he was a very interesting guy and I, and I learned a lot from him, but he, he and I, well, I, we butted heads because I thought I knew what I was doing more than he did. And it's because I've just always run my own show. 
And he would do something and I'd be like, oh my gosh, you can't do that. No, bad, bad, bad idea. And after a while, I think he just got sick and tired of me telling him how to run his company. Right. And, and then that was that. And so it was, but it was okay. Like once I got used to the idea that I had been um, actually fired from something because I'm used to maybe working hard, but always ending up being successful, that it felt like a failure. It, it really did. It felt like a big failure. But at the end, I mean, they had to keep paying me because it was in my contract. So I, did, I wasn't working. They were paying me. They were paying me for the business. They were paying me to work. And it allowed me to buy, buy Bayou City Outdoors and make it into a successful company. So it was a win-win. It was just kind of a, um, a circuitous route. I, there's sometimes you hear that you don't know. I think it's Steve Jobs, and I'm going to brutally butcher this one, but you can't tell where you're going without looking back to where you've been, something like that. And I know that like, while it was all going on, I was like, oh, this is so tragic and so on and so forth. And then you look back and it was so perfect because like, how else could I have gotten the opportunity to have all that time and money coming in and everything else I needed to start another fancy business? Nice. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Uh, it, there was a, um, Gosh, was it an article? There was something I was writing many, many moons ago. And I say many moons ago, I'm talking about late 90s, early 2000. And uh, it was, I, I used the analogy of driving a car. And of course, obviously, when you're driving a car, you do want to be looking in front of you. None of you are texting right now, right? Okay. So <laughs> you, you want to be looking in front of you. And obviously, you do the, you know, the occasional side to side. And the rear view mirrors that you have at your disposable should be used at the percentage of the size of your windshield. And I think the same is that with life, too. So many of us um, in, in many areas, personal, business, you know, financial, we're so busy looking, staring into the rear view mirror or just completely twisted around, staring out the back window that we crash into a ditch you know, in, in that area of our life, right? Where if you're, if you're looking forward and doing this, the quick gut checks, like you said, checking your review mirrors to kind of remind you where you've been and, you know, don't forget where you come from kind of thing at that same ratio of the window to mirror size, uh, that will probably work out best for you. <laughs> Good point. Right? Yes. So, so uh, a quick dig back. So you're back at, you're 16 years old. Uh, your, your friend comes up with the idea, let's do a fruit stand. I'll get the fruit, you sell it. And then you turn around and had your brother and some other folks selling it for you instead. I, with me, with me. Oh, I with hired gotcha, them gotcha. because I, you know, I mean, I learned, actually, I learned really young, like eight years old, I had a horse. And the only way I had this horse was because I fed all the horses in the stable and I cleaned all the stalls. And I learned back then, that's a lot of work. And so I wasn't willing to do all the literally heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. So that's where the kids came in and they weren't kids. I mean, they were just a few years younger than me, but it's also where I learned that you really need a team. Like when you have people to help you work, it makes everything so much easier. Like I, it wouldn't have been a fun summer doing that if I was just making money and working myself to death. Big difference. Right. And then, yeah, right. You get to build a team at the same time. And I think we find when we do that, um, uh, we find everyone has, they fall into their groove, right? Maybe someone's really good at talking to people and someone's really good at making that sale and someone's really good at 
restocking and I'm just, I'm picking things off random right here. And then that, that team starts to gel and you really have a good time on top of the cash that comes in. Right. Right. Is that kind of, and, and that, it's that, true. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. kind of probably flows even with the businesses that you've uh, built and sold and are running today. Well, it comes back to what you mentioned early on. If it's not fun, it's just not sustainable. <laughs> and so many times like, and okay. I mean, since we're all entrepreneurs here or aspiring sure. entrepreneurs or working yes. our way toward that, right? right? I can say this, like how many people do you know who work at a job? the J-O-B, and they hate it. They just hate it. And it's, it's a grind versus being able to, like, it's not, it's not always roses, we know this, <laughs> but being able to go ahead and do the things that you enjoy doing. Um, you can switch, you can task switch if you need to. Like some days uh, when I'm like on fire, <laughs> then I do those things that require me to be on fire for, and I'm having fun doing them. And then some days if I had a poor night's sleep, then I do something else and it, and it allows me to create a rhythm and to enjoy the, what I would call the fun part of it because the fun to me in running your own business is calling your own shots. <laughs> and therein lies a huge gem. Um, I think one of my earliest experiences uh, when it came, when, when it came, that's good speech, wasn't it? Uh, when, it <laughs> when it comes to something like that is a friend of mine uh, that I had worked with at the Coca-Cola company, probably for at that point, about seven years, decided to uh, take an early retirement package and they were going to buy a franchise of uh, um, uh, a childcare facility. And, you know, I kept up with her after she left the company and her and her husband, you know, they bought the site, they built uh, a brand new building and they got it up and running. And as I, as I was talking to them, as they went through this process, they were working twice as hard at their, at their new franchise business um, and having f probably four to 10 times more fun. They had, they had more energy doing twice the work. You know, they were doing like 80, 90 hour a week sometimes uh, to get it up and running where where we worked at we worked in a pretty you know it was nine to five nine to five we had a pretty easy uh, work day uh, and i was like oh, oh you, you really you you traded to this and she's just <laughs> uh, and and her face and you know I, I was i was probably oh my gosh i was in my early 30s and I was bringing home what was really good money for me back then. I'm like, I was almost at six figures. So I was like, you left this to do that, you know? And then her, <laughs> I saw her face light up and then she started sharing with me all the passion behind it. I get to see the kids and it's my job. And, and if I want to go on vacation with my husband, then this person takes over, you know, the director takes over and does it all for me. And I'm like, uh, and you know, it started, I was, I was like, okay, I, I get it. I get it. And, uh, you know, the little lights really started going off. I mean, because like you, uh, back in my teen years, uh, you know, I, I was a hustler. Uh, I did things like, you know, uh, painting cars and installing stereo systems. And I was the guy, if you wanted a good radio in your car, uh, you know, this is, you know, the 80s and 90s and all our cars had to have the cool sounds, right? right. Um, you know, I was the guy to turn to for that. And my brother, he was the engine guy. So we had the 
the the car scene just kind of nailed. It was uh, it was fun, but like you said, that was it was fun. So when someone say, "Hey, you want me to install your stereo? You know, can I, could you install my stereo?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on over. You know, we'll <laughs> hang out. You know, and chew the fat and all star stereo and what have you." But uh, so you're you're doing the 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 Bayou City Outdoors. Tell me about that. So, yeah, so we, Bayou City Outdoors, we call it BCO. And it was an interesting business because it was actually owned by a friend of mine or somebody that I knew in passing. Mm -hmm. And he was a member, I had another company at the time, and he was a member of my company. And I just thought his business was so cool. I mean, like, here you are, you, you go out and it was a calendar, like you have a calendar and it's a membership. And so people would go to hiking and biking and camping and kayaking events, and then also social events. And so I was always trying to help him promote this company because I just couldn't figure out why it wasn't taking off. Mm-hmm. And so he, he actually, the company I had at the time was, it was a singles membership. So we would, people would meet this way. I mean, this was back in the days of when like the internet was dial up. And I mean, it was a million years ago before match.com. I mean, match.com was just kind of like showing up on the, on the horizon. And I'd been running for a couple of years and he met his wife through that company. And so he told me that he was shutting down Bayou City Outdoors because he didn't have time to do everything. Mm -hmm. And it just came out of my mouth. I was like, you can't do that. I'll buy it. And like, totally knowing nothing about it or anything. So I bought it and there were, I think he had 68 members at the time. And so I buy this thing and, you know, I give him a reasonable amount for what it was, but it had a lot of, it had a lot of uh, history. And so I send out an email to everybody because I, I send emails, Mm -hmm. send out this email saying hi and 38 people canceled <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> they were like oh my gosh i keep forgetting that i'm paying for that thing every month i just i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> he'd been flying under the radar because he figured if he kept his mouth shut they'd just keep paying right gotcha and it was it was kind of it was another one of those getting taken aback things and i was like huh well that's interesting but it, it didn't i mean it didn't shake me because i knew the value that this company had to offer. I mean, it's huge value. And then I ended up growing up to about a thousand people, about a thousand paying members. Um, along the way, people connected, like best friends were made. Like, I mean, that's like the most benign way of saying that. Millions of great friendships were made. Sure. People got married, people, you know, met their best friends. I mean, it was just such and it still is such a cool community and people learn things. Like I got to learn all these things that I love doing and so did other people. So it's, it's really, um, it's a very cool business and there's a few of them like it around the country. BCO is, is the biggest and it just, it's, it's been a little slower with this whole co because we're being, we're doing this recording while COVID's going on. Right. But at the same time, it's still providing all these things for people. So um, and then a, a good friend of mine, one of the members purchased it. So it's, it's, and it's still ongoing. So it's like just one of those fairy tales for businesses. <laughs> yeah. Right. Buying it, building it and being able to sell it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, 
So as, as you're aware, a lot of, well, I'm, I'm hoping all of the audience is, uh, you know, entrepreneurial in spirit, if not already in action. So I, I've heard you say a number of times, and I've obviously read about it, that you have bought and sold a number of businesses. So are these the result uh, of ideas, or is it just like the BCOs where you're looking at something saying, okay, that could be more? And you get involved or you buy it and then you build it and then either continue doing it or flip it and move on. You're now listening to to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Typically, like the other businesses that I've had, I've always all started. It's Mm -hmm. not true. I I just, I just, I just lied. Um, (laughs) one, One other one was somebody else's company and it was just kind of languishing. And, but the other ones I, I started and, and then, it's not that I, well, let me rephrase that. I have, up until what I'm doing right now, I have always had an eye on the exit because I have usually about, I'm, I've had about nine years in me. That's, and I don't know why, but that seems to be my number. After about nine years, I'm ready to try something new. Okay. And I've seen it, I've seen it with myself through many, many incarnations. So uh, I kind of always have an eye on what's my exit. Um, the company that I'm doing now, I don't have that eye on my exit because it's more of a, it's more of a personal brand mm-hmm. than it is, you know, building up another membership company and, and sending it away with somebody else. So it's, it's a different, if it's a different horse, but generally speaking, you know, if you're, if you're going to start a business, I really do believe that you should start one with the eye on what's your exit. Because there's two things that happen when you do that. One of them is that you, you build your systems properly so that when you're, I mean, well, in, in the perfect world, you build your systems properly so that later on it would be, you know, something that someone could take over. And the benefit of that is that you get all the systems that you've created so that as you run your business, it's easier. Mm-hmm. I want my companies to be as easy to run as possible. Like that's that's comes back to call it fun or call it lazy. I don't care what you say, <laughs> but you know you thinking in that mindset of um, what's your exit. Absolutely, and I've heard that a number of times. And uh, you know, I guess when I first started my entrepreneurial gig, I didn't get it. I get it now after having a little more uh, rubber on the road. Whereas, like, okay, if you're going to build something, are you going to? What are you building it to do with? Are you building it to sell it? Are you building it just to be a personal brand, uh, or, or, or etc.? I heard a great example of a story of a, a couple, I believe they were in Australia, and they were contract workers. They did plumbing. And uh, they, they started this plumbing business, did a great job, built into you know, 15 trucks, traveling around their area of Australia. And the, the husband was always focused on, all right, if I get more trucks, I get bigger business, right? Um, mm-hmm. But as, as this went forward, uh, they started losing money as opposed to gaining it. So there's a point, there's a point of depreciation when everything's costing more than you're bringing in. And he started, uh, he paused, took a look at everything. So, okay, what do I want to do with this business? And that's when they decided they wanted to sell it. And then they started picking away, building the systems, just like you said, um, 
reeling back to a handful of trucks and then they started making profit hand over fist and they even got to the point that it was so systematized that him and his wife were only working on the business about an hour a week and I'm trying not to exaggerate it may have been two or three hours a week because you know they had managers and they had you know other supervisors that were able to do everything else for them so they could just step back and now what they did from that learning is they turned and said okay if this happened to us how many other folks don't know this so they built uh, a what they in in Australia uh, if you're a tradesperson, they're called a tradie. So they built mm-hmm. a tradie, I think it's tradie.com, but it's just it's a membership site for all these folks that come learn how to run a business. Because uh, I think so often uh, a tradesman, be it a mechanic or a plumber or an electrician, they go to school and they learn how to do that job and they go out there and they start maybe building their own business, but they're not taught how really to run a business while they're trained how to you know, plunge a toilet. You know, you know, does that make sense? Um, We are not, we're not taught to do any of that stuff. Yeah. So much of that is just left out as we're growing up and we learn it, you know, either through trial and error, right? Or if you're lucky enough to have a a parent or a relative, or if you find a mentor early enough uh, to teach you these things, uh, or, you know, you could do like uh, I know I've done is going out and find that mentor and say, okay, you're doing this. I want to be doing this soon. Uh, teach me, right? I want to learn from you, whether that's through trade or uh, I'm going to hand you cash and you teach me your systems, whatever it is. Uh, how do you think you learned it as you went through your, your road to life? A lot of ways. A lot of ways. <laughs> sure. I'm a reader. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm, I'm a big reader. I, so back in the day, a million years ago, before the web was a thing, mm-hmm. um, that was the easiest way to learn was from reading uh, you know, going to seminars, things like that. Yep. And so I did. Like I would go to seminars even when I was just getting started and it was a big stretch for me financially, but I knew that I had to learn. And then I've taken so many courses. I am a big, big believer in online courses mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer in podcasts because there's so many people who have great online courses who, if you're not willing to um, invest in them right away, they've also got excellent podcasts and they're giving you everything for free. Mm-hmm. The course just happens to have it all in there in a nice, neat package so you don't have to go you know, digging through the web all your life. Right. And I ha- I'm a believer in masterminds, um, mentors. I've, you know, it's funny, I've never really had what I would call a true mentor, but I've definitely been in some different masterminds with some pretty impressive people, you know, who I learned a lot from. Sure. And then just, just being open, you know, and being willing to, to learn new things. I mean, you've got to, like when you're, even when, even when you're the owner and you have a team, you need to know how things work and why they work. Mm -hmm. And so like my specialty would be marketing. That's what I, that's, that's, if you want to talk about something that gets me going, I'm a total marketing geek. Love I can, it. I can see the size of your mouth turning up now. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, right. <laughs> and at the same time, I have to know so much of the tech just in case. And yeah. I look at the tech and, and that kind of stuff. 
okay, technology has made me cry. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt about it. I have cried over software before. And then I finally got to the point where I went, you know what? This is, I, this is like school. Like I'm learning mm-hmm. and this is just a new class that I have to take. And so now I look at it as, okay, you know, I just have to learn something new. And I'm, I'm always, like, I'm always learning. Like, there, I don't think there's a week that goes by that I'm not trying something new or something different. Nice. And not because it's so, not because I have to, but I think it's important to do it mm-hmm. because you've always got to be stretching. Like, you know, I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for those fear points. Like, what am I afraid of? Why am I not doing X? And if I'm not doing X, am I not doing it because I'm afraid of it? And if I am, then I just have to go do it. So, and I think that works really well if someone's in business or wants to be in business for themselves to always be looking like, you don't have to throw yourself off the cliff, but you need to be looking for your fear points and figuring out why. Why, why you're afraid or why you're not doing it? Both. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it matters as much why you're not afraid or why you're afraid if you're willing to do it. That's, I mean, that's, that is, I think the trick is that anytime, like, I mean, what's an example? I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, Oh, I actually, this is not business, but it's, it's life. But this is interesting to me is that on my 30th birthday, I decided that it was time to start finding things that I was afraid of. And every year on my birthday, I'd go do it. So 30th birthday, I mean, I had this terrible fear of heights. I couldn't walk across a footbridge over like a little stream without getting dizzy and having to hang on. So I went skydiving. And then, you know, after that, I started doing more and more and more things until I found that I didn't have that fear of most things anymore. Like you just can't, I mean, there's a lot, there's a couple of things I won't do out there, but not too many. And so then I started turning that and looking at business because I thought, okay, Cal, you know, you're, you're pushing all your buttons to become an adrenaline junkie, mm-hmm. but is it doing you any good in the rest of your life? And, and it was because I was learning fun things and doing fun things, but I wasn't applying it to my business. So then I started applying it to my business. And that could be like, like the first time I did a Facebook Live. I, it's like old hat now, I'll go live without even thinking about it. First time, it took me about a month, like literally a month to suck up and do it because I was so like worried about everything. And I think that when you're willing to just go out there and figure out what you're afraid of and then try it, it, it just kind of, I wouldn't say anesthetizes you because I don't think that's true. I think it makes you more alive. And mm-hmm. the more alive you are, the more vitality there is in your life, then the more, to me, the more fun you can have in your business, the more ways you can think big in your business, the more things you can do that make a difference for people. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it kind of, it's kind of that pushing that domino. I hear you. I'm uh, uh, and kudos to you for skydiving. I, uh, uh, I love skydiving and there's just something about that first step 
Um, I actually <laughs> started, I started as a paratrooper in the military and uh, you go through all that great training uh, and they take you up on a tower and you, you know, you, you jump off the tower and practice your landings and they take you on a, a bigger tower that's pulled up with the parachute. They let you go and it opens and you practice your landing. You know, you do, you go through all that really good training and then you're up in the plane. And as you know, having experienced it, as soon as you're getting ready to face to go out that door, it, it, what? Hello. There's something in your body saying, what in the world are you about to do? You know, and, uh, you know, once you jump out, though, and, and I say, I think we, only, we don't need to be brave for a long time. It's probably about three seconds. You know, it's right. three seconds to step out that, out that plane and just enjoy that ride. It's three seconds to push record on that Facebook Live. It's three seconds to uh, get up on Zoom to talk to me, which we're going to air with a bunch of folks. You know, it's at that three seconds to take that first step. And then every step after that, you're going to go, well, why didn't I do this before? Uh, you, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I hear you there. It's a, it's a big thing. And it can, especially if, like, if you do like you did, uh, like I hear you, you did, is you start doing that consistently and, you know, all right, I, I conquered that. Now let me conquer this and apply that into other uh, parts of your life. Uh, it's got huge, huge repercussions in, in a it positive really way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it really I, does. I actually want to go out and I want to hang glide now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to try. There's this really cool place. It's called uh, um, Ruby Falls in uh, Tennessee. In Tennessee. Yeah. I know exactly where it is. And I've been to the falls, and I, you know, I've been there. I used to live in Atlanta. So you know, we used to go up there and visit quite often. It's just beautiful out there. But there's these cliffs in Ruby Falls that they have a hang. You can you know, get taught how to hang glide, and literally you run right off the cliff with the hang glider. That would be cool. Okay. I'll meet you out there. Uh, all right. That we'll, we'll, sounds brilliant. Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we'll come back and say, okay, how, we can, how can we transfer this to our business, right? <laughs> It's exactly right. When you do stuff like that, you can do anything. Like you uh, know, you're going, oh like man, picking this, up this the phone and it's just whatever. <laughs> yeah, getting another note from somebody that you really didn't want to do business with anyway. Oh, that's nothing, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, as I as I look now, you're a, a correct me if I'm wrong. You're a motivation, uh, adventure, and a, a accountability coach. Uh, I think you focus on ladies and fitness. Correct? I do. I do. And, so you know, fitness has been, fitness is kind of like my foot in the door. Okay. I, in the end, what I want people to do is to feel great all the way around, mm -hmm. physically, sure. and have, you know, fun, like fun, exciting lives. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, I need to get fit. Um, although, obviously, it's not true because we're, we're not exactly the healthiest um, country out there but don't, yes don't, don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> i know i've been trying to keep it a secret <laughs> but yeah that's i mean that's what i do and and it it had been it it started because in bco i started realizing that the times that i was having the most fun is when someone would show up and they were super uncomfortable like they didn't think they could do what we, whatever it was we were going to do. They, they were looking for a way out. They, they didn't even know why they were there. Like you could just see it in their face. They just wanted me to say, go home. 
And one time a lady showed up and she, she showed up and she had a cane and like people come with, this was for a, a hike and people come with walking sticks or, you know, trekking poles, but I've never had someone show up with a cane and mm-hmm. she's like, well, I have had, I've got knee problems and I've had knee surgery and I've done this and I've done that. I don't think I should go. Should I? And I went, of course you should. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? She wanted your permission. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, I hope she makes it right. right yeah. And so <laughs> I got a couple of people to hang back with her mm-hmm. and, and we make no, it's no big deal. If somebody's slow or somebody's fast, I mean, I always, I always made sure at the time that I would kind of fall in the middle of the pack because I don't want people to feel like they're going too slow. Sure. And she finished, like, she finished this hike and she was beaming, like nose to toes, happiest person you've ever seen. And like making plans. She was, I don't know, she was, she was in her 60s at the time. And I, I don't know what that number actually was, but somewhere around there. And she's like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to do this and I've always wanted to do that and so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, now you can do it, right? And she did. Like she went from that one hike in Houston, Texas to doing all kinds of things. And it made me feel so awesome. And, and she's like one piece. Like I had so many people that happened with you know, they'd come do one little thing and then I'd have them bike riding across the country or something crazy, right? Nice. And I, I love that stuff. And I just love when, when people, I mean, I do mostly work with women, but I, I have guys in there too. But I, I love when people do something they never thought they could do and they're hooked because all of a sudden the world opens up. Mm-hmm. It's right? Like it's a completely different animal when one day you were in a box and the next day you're just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, I feel you on that. And I think we we can almost loop that right back to facing your fear. I mean, and that lady's, uh, the lady with the cane, she probably had the fear of, can I finish this hike? Am I going to put anybody out? And next thing you know, you know, she's out there doing all kinds of things in her 60s, y'all. Hello. Right. I uh, um I met an amazing woman. Oh gosh, it's it six years now. About six or seven years ago, she's now my wife. Thank God, she she married me. <laughs> but uh, she's a uh, she's a huge fitness gal and knows probably more than I'll ever able to be able to conceive when it comes to fitness. And I thought I was in okay shape. I knew I was out of shape, but I wasn't like, I could still get out and run and do things. I was a crazy cheer dad, you know, so I stayed active, but my waistline was a little bigger than it needed to be, you know, and I didn't eat great. And she never pressured me. It was like, okay, well, you know, here's what you could do, you know, and hey, do you want to work out with me? And we started working out and I was like, wow, I could, I could do this. You know, I'm 50 some years, 50 and a half, almost 60, right? 50 some years old. And here I am, you know, lifting weights and going on these long hikes. And we are big concert fans. So we go to these festivals that are three days long. And if you don't have the endurance, you know, you really don't right. get to enjoy the shows. And I was like thanking the heavens that I met this woman who got me back into really good shape so that I could really enjoy all the amazing things we got to do and, you know, going out and enjoying nature and doing the hikes and what have you. Otherwise, you're like, ah. And it was really, again, it's going to loop back around to facing the fear. I knew I needed to, you know, drop a few pounds. I just didn't want to go do it. I was afraid what I was going to have to give up. And, you don't have to give up right. anything to do these things is the key. And I, I think you would echo that with me. 
Yeah, now you're right. I mean, the fear of giving up things or missing out is so huge. And, and actually, it's kind of unfounded. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, like you said, you don't have to give up all the fun stuff that you're reading or doing whatever. But at the same time, it opens up just these vistas that you never even realized were possible. Mm-hmm. You met somebody amazing. I mean, I love it because I really do. I mean, I think that the the reason, I mean, other than just like seeing people change and transform from doing things that they didn't think they could do. The other thing that really got me going with this company is that, call it two years ago, I started meeting all these women who were running their own businesses. And it was through a big mastermind I was in. And so I'm meeting all these people. I'm meeting all these people online. And what I'm realizing is everybody is working like a dog. Like everybody's just like working so hard and they've got this thing going on in their head that next week or when I finish this project or when I launch this company or when I get that course out the door or whatever it is, right? When this thing happens, then, then I'm going to focus on myself. Yeah. Tomorrow. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's the Monday syndrome, right? Next Monday is when I'm going to start working out or I'm going to start eating right or whatever it is. And it's just not the right thing to do because in the end, you know, our, our weeks go by, our time goes by. And if we're not in tip top shape and tip top shape for everybody is different. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you've got to be buff and, you know, run a marathons. Tip top shape is feeling good. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like if you feel good and, and you're not just making stuff up, but you feel good, then Mm -hmm. your business is going to run better. Your life's going to run better. Your relationships are going to be happier. I mean, you're going to be able to have more fun. You're going to be able to go to festivals and, and just like keep up and do all the things that you want to do and not be that person sitting in the back on the chair going, Oh, I think I'm going to sit this one out. Forget that. Amen. And, and I think, I think that can apply into so many things in, in our world, not just, not just fitness, but you know, uh, business and uh, personal development. It's like, okay, uh, man, I don't want to drive down to the gym and spend a half hour working out and drive home just to shower and then turn around and wah, 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 right? right? Okay, well, you know, I don't want to drive down and do that mastermind meeting or network with those people and drive all the way back. I only get 45 minutes for lunch. I got to pick up the kid. Wah, 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 right? So it's like, dude, take five minutes. Go pick up a sack of potatoes, if we're talking fitness more a moment, you know, do something for five minutes, uh, read a book to your point, you know, reading is, is a big thing. Yeah. Read a Kindle. Whatever. And then the next thing you know, you'll find that five minutes turns into 10 and 10 turns into 15. You're having a good time. If you're not, you'll find something that you finally enjoy and then you'll start having a good time. And then guess what? When we have a good time doing it, we'll find time to do it. I always have, I, I'm always able to find time to do the things I enjoy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. So if we we're, could ta- we're good like that. <laughs> yeah. If we could just take that same mentality uh, that's holding us back in anything, be it fitness or business or per you know relationships, and say, all right, what can I do that's fun and market my business? What can I do that's fun to meet the that lady or that man? Or what can I do that's fun that uh, help me? you know, get into the next size down of my pants and just go from there. Right. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That'll take you a long ways. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, amen to that. So I want to give you a chance here. Uh, tell me, I, I got to have two questions. One is, you know, okay. tell us about where we can get to, if anyone wants to find out more about Kelly uh, and what she does, you know, and obviously you know, uh, give you a chance to, I want you to plug your podcast and your, your business and your socials here, but, uh, and you can do either one first, but you've got to tell me about the tiger with wings. Yeah. So Angel Tiger. And what happened was about, this is probably 20 years ago now, I had this dream. And in this dream, there's this black and blue tiger running. I'm running through the forest and this black and blue tiger is running through the forest. But it's not, I'm not afraid. And I look over and this tiger has wings and she's running next to me. Now, in my real world, in the day-to-day life in black and white, I want to be a runner. It's the one thing fitness-wise that I've never been able to do. I, I get injured for some reason. Like it, it just seems to come up a lot. So, um, you know, but in this dream, I am just running. And this tiger is running with me. Well, ends up that this tiger dream comes back a lot, a lot, several times, several times over the next couple of years. And so I, I just... I, I didn't have a business, but I certainly found an artist. And I said, um, I said, I want a logo for Angel Tiger. And I want a tiger with wings. And I ended up with this tiger with wings and the halo. I mean, she's just beautiful. And my original, with the company that I have right now, Fit is Freedom, it was called Angel Tiger. And then I changed it to Angel Tiger Fit to make it sound a little bit more like a fitness company. Mm-hmm. And last year, I, I had a coach. I had a mastermind. I was doing my damnedest to be coachable because you're supposed to be coachable if you've got a coach, right? <laughs> and that coach said, I don't, I don't see the connection between fitness and this tiger. And I was like, oh, okay, well then I'll, I'll be coachable and I'll change it. And, and I did. I changed it to the new company name, which I think is a good move. But the Angel Tiger has now become the Angel Tiger Foundation because I want the tiger to live on and that's going to be the charitable donation part ah. because I think she's, it's just part of me. Right. No, I definitely want to, you definitely want to honor something like that. If you, if you feel that passion for it, absolutely. And it, yeah. I'm looking at it right here on your website. It is a, it's a really cool, it's, it's a, a cool looking tiger. Ti- isn't it's she? a cool looking tiger. <laughs> I'm a big tiger. I, I have, I, I'm all about tigers. <laughs> okay. So, oh, yeah. so, so tell us, Tell us about uh, Fit is Freedom and where folks can get a hold of you if they want to know more and you know, your socials. And obviously, I'll put all the links in the show notes and what have you. But Sure, you, sure. You know. And I'm going to ask you an embarrassing question because I'm not sure if we did this. But did we send you a download that if people want it, they can get it? Uh, you're going to. I'm going to. Cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let me do that because um, I'm big on content. Big on content. I know so, when I know when we originally set up this uh, this interview, which was I believe a, a pro, it was well over a couple of weeks ago. It was in the making, and you were going to send it when you had it ready. Ah, sorry. See that that's, is that's why a, you have go. people who take care of your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you never let me do that. <laughs> so yes, so it's a, it's sorry, it's not Angel Tiger. It is Fit is Freedom, and the website's fitisfreedom.com. Uh, on, and, you know, I send people to a website for two reasons. One reason, and this is just like, this is, this is me doing a rant. Me doing the rant is 
that website is my real estate. I own it. I, you know, I can do whatever I want to on it. It's not someone else's platform. It's not, it's not a social media platform that someone can change the rules on me. Mm -hmm. So from that website, you can get to all of our social media. I, the podcast, same thing, fitisfreedom.com or fitisfreedompodcast, and it's on the website. And then I also do Monday Night Lives on Facebook where either I'm the talker or sometimes I've got somebody who's being interviewed. And on our website, we have an events page where we've got a calendar of all the, you know, when the podcast drops and all the lives and other things that are going on. So that's, that's where I drive people. And there's a lot going on there. Um, and I am more than happy to send something, send a really great download over to your people. And, and I'll find something that just really resonates with um, entrepreneurs. We've got some fun things that we've created over the years. And I will send that over so that they can grab it out of your show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be sure that uh, anyone that's on our newsletter will get that as well as, uh, as part of their, their drop as well. And I, I totally agree with you. I've had a couple of folks actually say that about, you know, I just send them to my website because if they need my Pinterest and my Facebook and my Twitter, it's all right there too. And yours are very clearly laid out. Yours very well organized. So anyone can find all your good stuff, including your podcast here. Thanks. Thanks. All right. So any parting words of wisdom, tips for our dark horse entrepreneurs that you'd like to leave them with? Actually, yes. There, and this is kind of a, a big tip, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Please do. Um, because one of the things that I'm seeing right now, uh, motivation is, is one, of my, one of my pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that right now, since we're recording in 2020, it's, it's, a, it's a harder time for a lot of people simply because there's so much going on and there's so much stress in our lives, like so much stress in our lives. It's, we've got this low level of stress going on that just seems to be chewing on people. And I like to encourage people with the idea that motivation, like you don't need a coach to be, to have motivation. Like, I mean, I'm happy to give people a rah-rah speech, but I prefer to be known as like a cheerleader with a bullwhip because <laughs> the reality is, is that motivation comes from within. Like it, yeah. it, is, it is an inside job and it's just a matter of finding the things that make it easy for you. And in fact, now that I'm saying this out loud, this is what I'm going to send you because I think that we've got an excellent PDF on this but okay. it is when you're working for yourself or when you're going to be working for yourself or you're working toward that the most important thing you can do is keep yourself happy motivated your mindset good because there's nobody else that's going to do it for you and it i think it is truly the most important thing we can do which of course includes moving around because when you're moving around you're feeling better right but absolutely it all comes from then and it truly is an inside job. And I mean, I love working with people and I'm happy to coach anybody. Well, not anybody, actually. <laughs> the truth is, is I only work with people I love working with. But at the same time, we've all got it in ourselves to do this. We really do. And I think that if you're thinking about doing it or you're already doing it, kudos. Kudos to you for this podcast and kudos for doing it. 
Perfect. And you actually threw in a bonus tip in there. Only work, work with people you want to work with. You, you snuck that one in there on the sly, um, but I'm not going to let that one go unnoticed. <laughs> um, is, that, that one is one of those uh, Ten Commandments. <laughs> well, you know, and I think that that's, a, that's actually a hidden gem. Uh, and I think a lot of, and myself included, starting entrepreneurs, you know, when I first started doing digital marketing, uh, I was like, I'll, I can, I'll, I'll take anybody for a client, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, and you get, you get just that, uh, you'll get those folks that will, you know, take every inch, suck you dry. Fre- it's like yep. you dry, when you can find the person that you resonate with, they may, you may make just as much profit. Uh, or revenue uh, from them that you did the other folks, but you walk away with a smile on both y'all's face. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely, definitely keep yourself motivated from within. So that's a great tip, but you know, that, that, that second one, let's not that one, let's let that one uh, resonate (laughs) towards the end of the show here. I only work with people you want to work with. Kelly, I, 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 you go ahead. No, no, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to be mindful of your time, and I definitely appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us for a while. Uh, I may have to loop back and catch up with you, see what kind of new things you have going on in a, in a few months, and see what new businesses you've bought and sold. <laughs> I, I would be thrilled to do that, thrilled to do that, and thrilled to get to chat again, because absolutely, too All much right. fun. I appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. You do the same. All right, got to say a big thank you to Kelly Howard for stopping by and dropping those nuggets. Here's a few thoughts I walked away with. Thought number one, you can't tell where you're going if you don't look at where you've been. You know, so many times we have a heart set on something and bam, life happens. You get fired, divorce, go bankrupt, business fails, someone dies, or any of a hundred of life's other tragic turns hit you right smack dab in the face, often causing you to do a face plant. But here's the thing, once you get through that, that awful time, and you will get through it, once you get through it, it's time to pause and reevaluate the road ahead and what to do, what to do with it, right? You need to, to, to do that reevaluation. You're really going to have to reevaluate the road you just traveled, but not relive it, review it. Remember the bumps, those slick spots, those tough turns, then make a tough turn and move forward along your new path with the old path and the education and experience from it in your rear view mirror. Thought number two, there's value in having a team. Besides, you know, I mean, we all don't want to do the work ourselves. We don't do all that heavy heavy lifting, right? Having a team enables you to bring in other expertise way beyond your own. Plus, there's that human connection factor of having a team with you so that you can enjoy that entrepreneurial journey together. And if you remember in episode eight, Justin Popovich also talked about the power of a team. Both Justin and Kelly have had the experience of doing it themselves, but realize the benefits of getting the right people involved to make the business even better, better for you, better for the customer, and at the end, better for your bottom line. Thought number three, create a rhythm. Even before you have your team, you're going to have to wear many hats. I mean, as entrepreneurs, that's 
That's what we do. We wear lots of hats. I mean, if you think about it, in the very creation of the podcast you're listening to, I had to be the salesman to pitch Kelly to come on for the interview, the tech to set up the meeting, the reporter to do the interview, the scribe to take the notes, the sound engineer to dial in the sound quality, the editor and the producer to cut all that together into the interview and create all those components, you know, the music starts and the sweepers and the intros and the outros, and then the admin to take all that and upload it and create the post to get the people out there to pause and come listen. So being an entrepreneur and wearing so many hats is just part of the gig. However, if you can find that rhythm and put that hat on at the right time and maximize your output and do it when you enjoy it most, that's what it's all about. Create that rhythm and then work within that rhythm. Thought number four, learn and always have your eye on the exit. What is your exit plan for your business, right? Knowing this will enable you to build your systems properly, and that's going to enable you to run your business easier, right? When I talked about the the folks that end up spending a, a whole hour on their business, and then when you do make that choice to sell, all of that is an asset and part of the business that you'll be selling, and then you won't have to become that employee to the new owners as a result of that sale. Right. And the best way to build those systems and keep yourself um, and your business relevant is to keep learning via all the methods and mediums that are out there. You know, books, online courses, masterminds, conferences, and of course, podcasts. Thought number five, only work with people you enjoy. This one kind of stands by itself. No need to really expand on this one. But while you're working with the people you enjoy, push your boundaries and face your fears, right? Think about doing those two things, right? Facing your fears and working with people who enjoy. As you do them, not only will you find out more about yourself, but you'll find amazing ways to grow yourself and your business. What thoughts got stuck in your ear? Whatever they were, take some time today and put them down and put them into action. Go out there, run your race, and get your results, and let me hear about them. Email me at Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com share the things that you know that caught your caught your eye caught your ear actually how you put them into action and what results you gained from them we'll be building a prize pool from the past guests and if you email me and i read it on the show you win now in our next episode yasmin Vorji is going to share her story of going from being made redundant in corporate america to taking tiny time and turning it into big results well from that, I'm going to take a tiny bit of your time and leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Yeah.